Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Sports Life. I'm the fan. I'm your host, Wayne Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lose their first ever in-season tournament game in franchise history, losing by a score of 108 to 105 against the Boston Celtics. Listen, I'm not going to, you know, pretend like I wasn't down on the game. Like, I, I really thought that this was going to be a bad matchup. The Celtics were going to come in and do their thing. And to some degree, that was true. Like, the Celtics definitely had amazing moments of basketball in the second quarter. But, you know, the Raptors gave it a really, really good effort. Much, much better than what happened when they went to Beantown last week. Calling a Beantown is already making me feel ill, so please let me take that back. But, um, you know, much, much more competitive. Um, I thought the starting group performed really well. Obviously, you still don't have OG, who has that finger laceration that keeps him out of the game. Um, You know... You had Gary at least return to the lineup, come into the place. I think Gary did a decent job of performing. Didn't get the ball all that much, but in the moments he had it, I thought he did good things with it. Hit a bunch of threes to start the game, which really helped make things, you know, feel loose and relaxed for the offense, which obviously for the Raptors can get really uh, gummy. Um, And it helped, too, that the Celtics defensively or offensively weren't, you know, as locked in. You know, they didn't rein in 23s like, you know, you feel like they can do on any given night. Um, The Raptors also did a much better job of, you know, locking in and switching and, and, and committing to, you know, their coverages. And it also helped, of course, that Jason Tatum went one for 11 from three. Um, so, you know what? The Raptors gave themselves a good chance in this one. But ultimately, um, not enough down the stretch by the Raptors. It was a tie game or one possession game. The Raptors led, the Celtics led. You know, they kind of went back and forth a little bit. Pretty good defense by the Raptors uh, in general. Um, the Celtics did some good things defensively too, but the Raptors, I think, offensively, you know, that's where I really wanted to start was just the decision-making down the stretch. I mean, it was basically, it was either going to be Dennis shooting the ball or Pascal shooting the ball. And, you know, both of those guys were definitely the ones who cooked for the Raptors today. Pascal with uh, 23 points on 11 of 16 shooting. Dennis with 9 of 19 shooting for 23 points as well. So those are the two guys who created most of the offense for Toronto. But down the stretch, I just feel like they didn't really pick the right rhythm and the right you know moments to sort of find the ball um, in the right hands of the players who had the advantages. For me, and it's obviously easy to say this after the fact, but I'll say it in the moment too, they needed to get the ball to Pascal. Pascal did a, such a good job today attacking against Boston's defense. Uh, and I know that you know, you know, it, it has looked at times like, okay, Pascal can only really score at the basket. Uh, when there is no rim protector on the floor, right? And so this matchup against Boston, where they have Porzingis and they have really, really good wing defenders across the board, uh, Pascal shouldn't be able to do his thing. However, in this game, Pascal had buckets on Jason Tatum, turnaround jumper in the fourth quarter, Cash. You know, he had, he had a turnaround jumper on uh, Jalen Brown, it hit back iron, but it bounced in. Uh, he spun Drew Holiday three or four times in this game and did an amazing job scoring on him, was attacking White as well. So, you know, and even when Porzingis came over with a double, he found, you know, guys like Scotty cutting to the basket, guys like uh, Jakob cutting to the basket. So for my money, Pascal should have gotten the ball a lot more down the stretch. You know, Dennis did some good things with it. You know, I think his best play was, you know, he drove and he split a double team uh, and then got to the basket elongated his steps to sort of stretch in for a finger roll. Unfortunately, missed the finger roll, but Jakob was there for the tip back, and that put the Raptors up two with about two minutes left. That was great. I mean, listen, obviously, Jakob gets the bucket, and it's good on Jakob to follow up the play, but, you know, the advantage was created by Dennis. That was good, but there were certain other opportunities. That I just thought, you know, are you sure that this was the right play? Like, you know, it's hard against attacking Boston's defense just because of the fact that they don't necessarily have 
any weak defenders across the board. Like, they're starting Tatum, Brown, White, Holiday, and Porzingis. Like, you tell me where the weak defender is, right? But at the same time, you know, uh, I thought Pascal, just based on his height, just based on sort of the, the confidence that he had in this game, he should have gotten the ball more. Dennis took a ill-advised three. I don't even think he could have saw the rim on that closeout, uh, and it was nowhere close on the three. He took another floating, driving layup in a tie game late down the stretch there, missed it as well. And look, ultimately, you know, what, what was difficult too was on the other end, the Celtics did a really good job of attacking uh, Dennis over and over again on defense. And this is where I think the Raptors as a group needed to show more togetherness to help on defense because they did not get any help towards Dennis Schroeder, even when he was getting posted up by Chris Porzingis, even when he was getting one-on-one by Jalen Brown, like, you know, Jason Tatum attacking him. Like, it's not, like, it's, look, listen, I know the Raptors needed to switch a lot just to neutralize a lot of the, the pick and rolls and the dribble handoffs involving Chris Stapps at the top of the floor. Obviously, we saw what happens last game. If you drop against him, all that kind of stuff, he's going to knock down a bunch of threes. And they did a good job of taking away the threes from Porzingis, 0 for 3. And part of that is if you're going to neutralize it, you probably have to switch it. And so a lot of times the Celtics knew that and they were running intentional pick and roll actions to get Dennis switched on to guys like Chris Stapps. And one of the last plays of the game when the Raptors are up two, Chris Stapps gets the ball after getting that switch onto, uh, onto Dennis. And listen, Chris Stapps is seven foot three and Dennis Schroeder is six foot one. Like, come on. Like, we're talking about like a foot plus of difference, right? And, and it's not like Chris Stapps can't do anything in the post either. So... You need to show help, especially you need to show up over the course of this game where, I don't know, man, at least like seven or eight times I have it in my notes that Celtics shoot and score over top of, of Dennis. Especially late in the game, they needed to show that help against Porzingis. And the first play, they, Porzingis gets in the post against Dennis, uh, was able to turn his body, get into position, and then just drop in for a little quick you know, uh, push shot that was able to bounce through to tie the game. Uh, at, at that point, it was at 103 all. Like, look, like that's... You just have to help. I don't know what to say. Like, yeah, or like, Porzingis is a good post player. Dennis is not a particularly good post defender. And if you don't show help when there's already 14 inches of difference, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, you just have to. You you have to. And the next play down, same thing. The Celtics went, you know, and this is a tie game now. The Celtics go and and they post up, you know, a, once again against Kristaps. The Raptors show soft help. Ultimately, with Pascal coming over from the weak side. And, um, you know, they, the, the Celtics sling the pass eventually across to the opposite corner to Derek White, who knocks down the three. And I think that was kind of the difference in this game. And, and that, you know, you know, unfortunately, the Raptors had a couple of chances to drop their plays. Um, Darko didn't choose to use any of his last two timeouts uh, earlier in the fourth quarter. He, it was a strange one because, you know, Scotty started the fourth quarter as he typically does. Um, and then probably around the 430 mark or roughly around that range, he took Scotty out the game. Um, and it felt like, okay, maybe you're just taking him out the game for like a minute and then you're, you're getting him back into the game when there's like, you know, some sort of stoppage of play, whether it's a free throw, whether it's a turnover or something like that. Um, or maybe the opposing team calls timeout. That just never happened. And so you saw Scotty Barnes just sitting by the scores table for like two and a half minutes of game time, which was absolutely vital in a game where. You know, if you had Scotty out there, for example, then maybe instead of because Scotty was going to come in for Jakob and he ultimately did come in for Jakob. If you had Scotty in the game earlier, um, you you could probably switch up some of your coverages. You could probably blitz some of those pick and rolls or some of the dribble handoffs uh, involving you know Chris Asperzingas, and then that forces you know the Celtics to maybe backpedal. Then you can maybe scram and get out of the mismatches. You could do a better job of covering with than than with Yak on the floor. 
especially in that kind of coverage. But also at the same time, you you know you you, you finally get him back into the game late uh, without you know uh, using your timeout. So at least you have two timeouts in the final possessions there. First one, the Raptors you know use their first timeout. Finally, they're down three. Raptors drop a play where they get um, Scotty the ball attacking off a dribble handoff. And I think the goal is to trick them into thinking that you're going to take a three, but instead go for a quick two. You know, I mean, it's Al Horford who ultimately ends up switching on to uh, Scotty. And Al Horford's been in the league since, like, you know, James Nathan was born. So, like, you know, he knows how to guard any of those actions, sees it out, snuffs it out, switches on to Scotty, and Scotty drives hard to the basket, but uh, Al is right there with them. And without Scotty getting a, a position to, to power up or the balance to power up or the angle or the strength, whatever it is, didn't want to take a contested layup over top of Al Horford. The Raptors had to reset, and ultimately they had to call um, you know, a, a possession where it, they got it back out to Scotty at the top. He was kind of, again, angling, leaning, whatever, and ultimately tries to take a shot, and, and Holiday fouls him. Uh, at least they gave him the foul, which death, you know, uh, gave the Raptors one more chance. Darko then uses his second timeout to try to drop a play. Actually, a pretty clever play. I need to go back and look at it again. There probably was some miscommunication on the Celtics' part. But what ended up happening was the, the Raptors threw a pass from, um, you know, the scores table across to the other side of the floor into the opposite corner, and Scotty popped open for uh, a look at a three. Now, it was still a rush three in the sense that he's, like, backpedaling, catching the ball, and the Celtics had a hard closeout against them. But it's about as clean of a look as you can really get down the stretch. Scotty misses the three, however. The Celtics get the rebound. The Raptors play the foul game, and they never got back into it. So it's, it's a bit difficult. I really do take exception to I, – I not take exception. I just don't think it was the right decision-making process. I would have loved to see Pascal get the ball in a lot of those opportunities to create those advantages instead of Dennis. And, and Dennis had a really good game. Like, I'm, it's not anything against Dennis. This is a good bounce-back game perform, for, uh, performance from him, you know, um, I, I can even ask him about this on the show uh, if I remember to next week when we have him on. But the, it's just a couple of key opportunities really missed. And then defensively, they just needed to do better. But listen, overall, there were a lot of positives, and, and you have to be encouraged by the fact that this is a really tough opponent, You know, arguably the best team in, in the East, if not in the league overall. Uh, I wouldn't give them that until you know they beat Denver. I got to give the reigning champs some respect. But obviously, Boston's very formidable, championship contender, all that kind of stuff. The Raptors came in and played really, really well against them. And I would say three quarters, the Raptors played really well. First quarter, they came out really strong. Uh, third quarter, they played well. Um, banged a bunch of threes to start. And then the fourth quarter, they got into a game where it was really close, and ultimately they lost on one possession. So, you know, that if you told me that before the game, I would have happily, well, I wouldn't have happily taken a loss, but I would have been like, okay, that, that sounds encouraging. Well, what was discouraging was the second quarter, where the Raptors just... If you want to look back on this game and say, why did the Raptors lose? You know, I, part of it, you lament something like 9 of 14 free throw shooting, for example, right? Like Boston missed one free throw all game, 8 of 9. This Raptors missed 9 of 14. And that includes some down the stretch, too. Because it's like, whatever, you miss some free throws over the course of the game, it doesn't matter, right? But, you know, eventually it does come back and haunt you, especially in the fourth quarter where Jakob gets fouled, going to the basket. Jakob had a dunk, but instead he tried to play it off the glass and he drew the foul, doesn't get the layup to fall for the end one, and instead he has to go to the foul line. And Dennis, I mean, Jakob is... You know, a strong guarantee to go one for two on free throws, right? Goes one for two. You know, another opportunity where Precious gets fouled. He makes the first one. Joe Mazzula uses a timeout, ices him during, the, during that sort of uh, timeout, comes back, Precious shoots the second free throw, misses it. Those are huge plays. Like, you're telling me one or two points at the end of the game could change so, so much in the fourth quarter. I even think to the third quarter where the Raptors had, you know, um, picked up or the, the, the Celtics had picked up a technical foul. And, you know, the Raptors had their starting group on the floor. So in this case, it was Gary, it was Dennis, it was Pascal, it was uh, Jakob, and it was Scotty. And I understand if, you know, 
Pascal doesn't want to shoot the free throw right now because his free throws have been down on the season. Uh, you know, I obviously, Jakob, I'm not expecting him to shoot a one-handed uh, technical foul shot on purpose. But, like, Scotty took the ball and went to the foul line and missed it. And it's not that big of a, a, a deal necessarily, but it's like, why can we not give it to our best free throw shooter on the floor to take the technical free throw? Right? Like, why not? And he missed that free throw. And it's like, those little things burn you, but those are more minor in the grander scheme of things. The grander scheme of things is the second quarter, the Raptors got into such a huge funk. And, you know, part of that is because of the fact that Pascal picked up three uh, fouls early in the first uh, half. He had to sit out a lot of the game, which is, you know, listen, you pick up three fouls in the first quarter, you're probably going to have to sit a lot of the first half. However, he never got back into the game until uh, the third quarter. Like, he literally sat out the entire second quarter. And this is what the second quarter looked like. 39-17 to for the Boston Celtics. 39-17. to And, you know, there were great moments the Celtics played. There's no doubt. But I'm just going to go ahead and read you what I have written down in my notes for the second quarter. And I have more notes for the second quarter than any other quarter because of just how many bad plays were were made. To start the second quarter, Precious throws it away for no reason on the break, right? Um, There was just a miscommunication. Uh, I, I don't think that, you know, they really understood what was happening. The ball literally just goes out of bounds. What's frustrating is later in the quarter, Precious is pushing the ball up. And, um, you know, for some reason, doesn't give it up to somebody who's a safe ball handler, tries to bring it past half, and now he's looking for a pass to outlet to because he's obviously not going to dribble and create the whole play. And all of a sudden, the Raptors get trapped, and they turn the ball over again on a similar error, right? You have Scotty Barnes trying to, you know, ISO against Jason Tatum, even though he had um, – he, he had he started the play with Peyton Pritchard on him, but decided to run a pick and roll anyway, knowing that the Celtics switch, knowing that that brought in Jason Tatum to switch over. Like, seriously, would you rather attack Peyton Pritchard or Jason Tatum, right? So if you if you bring in the screen intentionally, you are intentionally switching onto a much much worse matchup, and then you get him, you know, and you're trying to attack Tatum. And I'm like, look, listen, I, I appreciate the confidence trying to attack Tatum. Scotty loses the handle, has to go back to the logo to get the ball back, tries to go at Tatum again, never even gets inside the three point line, takes a step back three and misses it. You know, horrible stuff. You know, the Celtics go the other way; they miss two open threes. You know, finally the third time, this after the second miss. Peyton Pritchard, of all people, you know, Mom Spaghetti, you know, Slim Shady gets the rebound, kicks it out. Al Horford knocks down a three. Huge, huge momentum, right? Then Malachi, double crossover. You know, he's got, I forget who he was driving against, but he crossed him. I think it was Hauser. You know, got him leading the first time, crossed him that way, and then crossed back the other way to get the opportunity for a layup. Went in for the layup, missed the layup, and, um, you know, ultimately the Celtics go back the other way, and then they knock down a three. Darko calls that timeout, okay? So what do the Raptors respond with with that Scotty plus bench group in that timeout? They come at it with a Precious air ball three. They, they literally ran a play for Precious in the corner, and he knocks and he airballed the three. And then the Celtics go the other way, um, and the Raptors don't pick up in transition, and Sam Hauser drives in for a wide-open layup. This is right after the timeout. Like, you literally cannot script it worse than that. You know, I, I suppose the Celtics could have got a three on the other end or something, but damn, just just not good stuff, right? Then you got Jakob Pertles coming into the game. You know, he's rolling, you know, and, and, and you know, he's he's got opportunity. I think Scotty dropped off a nice pass to him, and Jakob's going up. And the only guy in between them is him and Peyton Pritchard. And Peyton Pritchard doesn't even have inside, like, position. He's coming in on a rotation, so he's not even in position. And somehow that's enough to, like, bump Jakob to drop the ball out of bounds. You, you can't tell me that a, a top 10 center, is, or at least on, on the size evaluation, is rolling to the basket and getting bumped by Peyton Pritchard to lose to the point where you lose the ball and you don't get the foul call, right? Um, 
you know, then you had a play, and this is probably my this is my second worst play of the quarter, right? The first one is is what they ran in the timeout for the precious air ball followed by the Hauser layup. But you had a play where Dennis ran a pick and roll with Jakob Pertl in the middle of the floor, and uh, Dennis drove to his right, got, got downhill. Jakob rolled to the basket as he always does because obviously he's not going to pop. So you got two guys getting to the basket already, and then on that right side of the floor, Chris Boucher was in the corner. Instead of staying in the corner, Chris also cut to the basket. So you just had these three guys just linking up in the paint and ultimately don't get a shot off. Like, or they, they get they got a contested shot off. Like, come on. Like, come on, right? And then you start seeing like Chris Boucher trying to drive and dunk against Porzingis, and he gets blocked really hard, right? And, and you know, it, it's it's tough. Then you go the other way, and you know, Chris and Dennis are like recognizing, hey, we're cross-matched in transition. We got some mismatches, but the Celtics are still bringing the ball up. We still have a chance here because we recovered well on defense to then switch the assignments. And so Dennis, who was at the top, decides, hey, Chris, come over here. I'm going to switch on to Jalen Brown, who's already at the corner at this point. And it's a good idea. It's a smart idea, too. I think it was Dennis who called it out. And, and tr- But the execution of it, when they actually try to execute the switch, either Dennis runs into Chris or Chris runs into Dennis. The point is the two Raptors defenders literally screen each other to the point where Jalen Brown gets a wide open corner three. Like, that, 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 to be clear, that is my worst play of the second quarter, right? Um, then you finally get some offense. Boucher hits a wing three at the top. Dennis drives in for a floater. Then Dennis, Dennis knocks down a three off a Malachi drive. It's looking decent. It's looking decent. However, the Celtics realize, hey, Jalen Brown is getting guarded by Dennis uh, Schroeder because we're running two point guard lineups now, right? So somebody can be on Derek White or somebody can be on Peyton Pritchard. That other person, that other person is on Jalen Brown and is obviously not going to be Malachi. So it's now going to be Dennis. While the Celtics realize, hey, uh, Jalen Brown is, you know, a foot, uh, half a foot taller than, than, than Dennis and definitely can, you know, uh, jump a lot higher. Let's go to him. And, and, and Jalen Brown is posting up and scoring easily over Dennis. Again, my thing is not, give, you, know, sw- you know, forcing the switch. My, my thing is there's no help at all. So it's just like wide open, you know. Um, it, it's tough. Then you got Jakob in the post. Um, he's got the ball. He's directing traffic. Gary cuts. He's open. And instead of Yakov feeding Gary with the right pass, which probably would have been a bounce pass in the situation, Yak tries to throw it over the top, and Porzingis easily picks it off, and they go back the other way. You know, then you have another play where Barnes and and, and Yak, you know, Yak was the pick and roll uh, partner there on the screen, so he rolls. Then then Scotty cuts in again, similar to the Boucher play. He also cuts into the same space. Um, and this is while I think, you know, Grady Dick, who was, who had very little impact on this game was trying to attack and drive out of the corner. And he ultimately like got in the air, had no options, kicked it out. And he, I think he kicked it out to fat Joe sitting courtside, man. Like this was, this was like actual stuff that was happening in the second quarter. You know, then you got Jalen Brown shooting a three and Dennis Schroeder closes out and ends up fouling him. And, and Jalen Brown goes to the foul line. Fortunately, he goes two or three which is the Celtics' only missed free throw of the game. But still, you know, you foul a three-point shooter. That's a mistake. Then you have uh, Scotty driving, you know, and, and he's under the basket, and he has a chance to go up strong. Goes up for the up fake instead to try to draw the foul. Doesn't get the foul call, falls over. The Celtics break the other way, um, and Tatum dunks it, you know. Um, and, yeah, Grady misses some wide-open threes. Uh, Scotty forces a turnaround jumper over Brown that was nowhere close. And then the last play of the game, Celtics – are trying to bring the ball up. I think it was a short shot, uh, clock situation right before the, the halftime buzzer. Um, the Raptors sent two defenders at uh, Drew Holiday. Holiday anticipates this, spins through the two defenders, drops it down low to, I think, Derek White, who's in the dunker. And Derek White, uh, after receiving the, the, you know, the, the help rotation, 
you know, at, under the basket, throws it out to Tatum instead at the, at the three-point line with nobody on the round from the Raptors to guard, and Tatum knocks down the three right as the buzzer sounds. Like, literally as perfect execution as you can really get. So, yeah, I mean, just a number of, like, self-inflicted mistakes. In addition to the fact that Darko chose not to bring in Pascal, obviously. He limited the minutes of his own starter. In this case, like, obviously you got to guard against foul trouble, but, like, damn. You know, I understand not playing a guy for, like, 10 minutes maybe it, 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 because of foul trouble or whatever. But, like, you didn't play him for the whole entire second quarter, man. The whole entire second quarter. And meanwhile, it's fine, if, I guess, if your starters are doing something. Or, sorry, if your bench are doing something. But, like, you you heard those plays, right? Those plays that I described to you. The plays that if you watch this game, you realize that's where the Raptors lost this game. And, look, I, I, to be positive, I would say that the rest of the game, the Raptors played really well. Defensively, really the energy. You know, the, their execution to start the third quarter was great. It's exactly what you wanted to see. Some threes drop. Um, even their crunch time offense, like, you know, I, I would say that I would rather have Pascal with the ball, but Dennis didn't get them horrendous shots. It wasn't like he was chucking from half court or something. Like, he got them decent, okay looks, makeable, probably like 40% looks. The issue is Raptors didn't send enough help against them, even though when he was getting guarded by or posted up by a guy who's a foot and a half taller. And the issue is they didn't give it to Pascal. And, like, I don't know. The decision-making to me is just like, ah, ah, like, ah, you know, like, it, it was it was. Close enough. It was close enough to be even close in this game. Like, uh, and, and so, uh, you know, it's not it's not terrible. You, you saw some good things come. For example, I thought Jakob really did well, and you know he did a good job of to neutralize the matchup against Porzingis. Um, you know, Porzingis played well too. Fourteen points, twelve rebounds, five assists, a steal, three blocks. But like some of that was the Raptors making dumb plays. Like again, like Chris and Grady on the same possession. Grady drove to the basket, got blocked by Porzingis, right? Like you might say, well, that's a rookie mistake. But honestly, like, come on. The same thing happened in the last game uh, against um, Milwaukee where Grady drove in and, and, and Brooke Lopez e- easily swatted him like a fruit fly or something. Like, come on. Like, you got to realize the next time around, okay, the shot blocker is there. You gotta, I got to try something different. I got to pull up. I got to floater. I got to up fake something. You can't just go strong against a guy who's an amazing shot blocker, especially when you're not that athletic. Uh, or, or not even that athletic, but like, you know, I mean, come on, you got to dunk on a guy like that if you're really going to try to finish over the top. So Grady goes in for the miss, misses it. Raptors get the rebound. Chris gets the ball. He wheels around and tries to drive at, you know, Porzingis and tries to dunk on Porzingis, and Porzingis sits him down. Like, damn, it's just bad decision-making. But ultimately, Yak actually played Porzingis really well. The Raptors executed a lot of their switches defensively. You know, they executed their coverage well. And holding Boston to 108 points is actually a really, really good sign, especially after the floodgates seem to have opened. Uh, in the second quarter there. So the Raptors' response to the second half was, was decent, was was really good. Um, you know, I thought Pascal, again, it, it, I mean, Pascal's highlight take from this one is awesome, and I feel so bad for him. Um, look, listen, some of that, you know, the fouls, whatever he could be a little stronger on, you know, that's ultimately his responsibility not to pick up them. There were some soft foul calls, too. I'm not going to lie to you. There were some really soft ones. Um, but ultimately, when he was in this game, he did a really good job. I thought he started the first quarter well. But he kind of carried it over in the third quarter as well. In the fourth quarter, I thought he just really went to work. You know, him attacking these switches. I think the Raptors showed really good patience, too, knowing when to cut. You know, you saw, obviously, you know, Dennis feeding Pascal quite a bit, knowing where and when to stay for the, for the uh, you know, hit it, you know, the, the kick out three, knowing when to cut away, knowing when to, you know, have secondary cutters around Pascal. Like, they did a really good job playing out of Pascal in the post. Pascal did a great job of scoring. He, he did the hard part of scoring over Brown and, and Tatum. But I think the Raptors as a whole really did show a really good togetherness in terms of timing their cuts, knowing when to go. And 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 it looked really good. Like, it's not .5 offense, but, like, I don't care, man. I don't care what offense they're running. I need to – I need I care about how many points are on the board. Not to be simplistic, 
But like the game was about a bucket, you know, and and, and Pascal was giving buckets to some of Boston's, you know, best uh, defenders. Like these are the best defenders in the world, really, when you look across the board at some of their defenders like Drew Holiday and Pascal. Again, like you watch this game. He had multiple times where he spun Drew Holiday or, or or and I think the biggest thing, too, was the patience and the teamwork on it. Dennis did a good job today, too. Like overall, like I know I'm saying like the fourth quarter, you know, decision making wasn't good. But on the whole, did a really good job. You know, good bounce back performance. Obviously had the knee issue. He did well. Gary got in the starting group, you know, was efficient with his offense. 14 points on nine shots is, is great. And even Malachi, I thought, did a decent job, although he missed a really crucial layup uh, in the fourth quarter or in the third quarter. But, you know, it is what it is. The uh, no, Raptors gave a really good effort. And, and this is more competitive than I actually expect them to be against the Celtics. So it's tough. I think the, the areas of focus still needs to be better. Like, for example, you see Sam Hauser coming into the game and he immediately bangs three threes. It's like... <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Like, every single game, he's going to come in and do that. But, you know, you saw Boston's quality, too. Like, they're, they're bringing Hauser, Horford, Pritcher off the bench. All three of them knew exactly what the assignment was, and they did a great job. And who off the Raptors bench gave them a spark? Chris, Jalen, Precious, Malachi, Grady? I mean, no, none of them. Grady continues to miss wide-open threes. You know, I think it, it, he looks so much like a rookie. The decision-making is just not good. Um, and Malachi would say was probably their best bench player, him or Precious. Precious did rebound the ball well. Um, it had some strips where, I don't know, the Celtics were just kind of playing with, around with the ball in his face, and he's like, no, nah, I'm just going to take that and go the other way. So I would say Precious did well, too. Jalen, you know, and then Chris, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, whatever. I, I, I'm, I'm not that upset. I'm just like, you know, uh, we, we actually played really well tonight. We actually showed up and, and gave a really good effort. I thought the game plan was good from, from Darko. In terms of strategy, in terms of time, minutes allotment was not great, but you know, we're like not getting Scotty into the game late, not getting Pascal into the game earlier. It's tough, bro. It's really tough. But you were in the game with a real chance to win a 50-50 game against the Celtics in front of Drake, who finally shows up to his first game, in front of uh, Fat Joe, in front of Damar Hanlon. Like, it was actually a pretty star-studded crowd. The court looks amazing. I think the Raptors actually had the best in-season tournament court. Uh, it's too bad we're not going to play on it that many, off- that many times. But, you know, it looks great. It's, uh, the, I think the black really does pop. Um, I, I wonder what it looked like on TV as well, but... It was a fun game, and uh, ultimately the Raptors don't pull it out. I mean, like, I wasn't expecting them to, so maybe that's why I'm not so upset. But at the same time, you got to respect some greatness. Like, the Celtics are really a great team, man. Like, you look at this 17, 14, 14, 23, 13, 11, 11, 5. Like, everybody comes to the game, scores. Everybody comes to the game, takes the right shots. And even when Tatum has an off night and can't hit three at all, one for 11, the rest of the team is doing a great job. And Tatum also did a great job of making a really good kickout pass to, to White at one point in the third quarter. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, we, we, we play the same sport, but we're not in the same league. Um, in terms of your three stars from tonight's performance, Pascal's your first star, 23 points, six rebounds, five assists. Um, yeah. Plus 17. Only issue was the fouls. 11 to 16 from the foul, uh, from the free of field goals. Like he was great. And, and again, I highly recommend going back and watching the buckets. I mean, he was, he was doing an amazing job uh, of picking out his time, uh, timing and his matchups. And I love that he trusted the mid range uh, stuff too. Like he really doesn't need to, there's one move to he uh, where he spun against holiday in the fourth quarter and he spun off two feet. A lot of times you see Pascal going off of one feet, Pascal going off of two feet where there was just able to get him a lot more balance and got him a, a lot better of a position there. So I thought Pascal played great. Just needed to play more, um, and avoid some of the early foul troubles. So your second star to me, probably is Dennis like I'm not gonna say it wasn't Dennis Dennis did a really good job 23 points seven rebounds six assists uh a 9 on 19 shooting 5 11 from three a 5 11 from three is awesome obviously that's what you need from him um the only three I took exception to was the last attempt that he took 
But ultimately, he, he played a really good game, had a good confidence. It wasn't like he took over the game, even though he was cold. Like, he was in a good rhythm, and he tried to take over. And, and some of the opportunities were semi-open. So it's not a bad one. It is what it is. But, uh, you know, still, I, I think defensively, the Raptors needed to help him a little bit more. I don't blame Dennis for that. I blame the Raptors' scheme, and I blame Darko's scheme defensively for never helping uh, on that. And I also blame, you know, the Raptors' you know, the teammates for not coming over to help. Because, like, listen, you can't help the fact that he's, you know, six foot one and and and... and you know, Porzingis is 7-3. Like, it's just, you know, what do you want him to do, literally, right? So, and then your third star, I mean, could go a couple options here. I thought Yak played a really good game um, relative to the ones he had previously. I thought Precious played probably his best game of the season. I know it's only five points, nine rebounds, and assists, two steals. Um, but he made a lot of nice plays, made some rebounds. But, I mean, you know, he also airballed back-to-back threes, so... That's sticking out in my mind. I'll probably give it to Scotty. I mean, like, listen, I thought Scotty's defense was a huge turnaround point in the second half. Um, he really started to pick it up. Started the fourth quarter. His energy defensively was awesome. Loved it. I know he only got one block today and no steals, so it doesn't look like he was everywhere on defense, but I thought he actually picked a really, really good game defensively. He picked up his intensity. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's the quality of Scotty. Even when he's not, like, the featured scorer, when he's not, like, always has the ball, whatever, but he still finds other ways to contribute, and he definitely contributed tonight, so... Uh, 14 points, three rebounds, six assists. It's unfortunate he missed some opportunities at the end there, but I'm not going to hold that against him. It's not like anybody else would have had a better chance of converting those specific opportunities. So, you know, he played well on both ends. Well, he he played okay on offense, but was uh, but was really really you know engaged defensively in the second half. So I won't give him that credit. But yeah, Precious was close on this one. He really was. So, um, in terms of your Gerald Henderson award winner, probably Porzingis again, I guess. Um. Yeah, I, I just thought Porzingis, like, look, the matchup really favored him, but the fact that he also had five assists was huge, too. Um, he's not typically a passer like that. So, yeah, 14 points, 12 rebounds, five assists, a, a steal, three blocks. Didn't knock down a three, but knocked down a lot of opportunities, including the game-tying basket and, I think, the game-winning assist. So, yeah, you were, you were, like, they were in the game. They were in the game, and uh, it was entertaining, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens, but... Most likely, this really does dampen the Raptors' chances of winning the pool. However, the Raptors could potentially, I mean, they could still snag a wild card depending on the the, 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 the score differential. I mean, basically, if the Raptors take care of business in the other three games and they win out those three, which is not impossible. Like, it's it's Brooklyn, it's Orlando, it's uh, Chicago. Like, if they actually do take care of business, um, then, you know, okay, you, you probably look okay. But um, ultimately, they, they lost this game and... Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a regret because they did play a really good one to, to get in that position. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Please continue to rate, review, subscribe to The Raptor Show. If you haven't seen it already, we had an Adam Silver interview on Thursday. We had a Gary Trent Jr. interview on Friday. We had some great guests, including friend of the program, Boston Will Lou, Suichi Tarada, who one of his coworkers at Mass Live actually came over and, and, and said, wait, you're not Suichi. Uh, as a joke, but, you know, it is kind of funny. We had a great interview with him. Had a great chat with Tim McMahon. Uh, who else do we have on this week, man? We obviously had Dennis on Tuesday. Like, if you're not listening to The Daily Show, you're really missing out, man. We're, we're really going all out to get you all these interviews. And I know sometimes it's, it's hard to consume Raptors content when they lose, but you got to trust the fact that we can still make it fun. We could Even when they lose, we can still make it fun and have a good time with it because ultimately, you know, um, we're, we're, true fans are here, like, win or lose. And, you know, you, you do have to make the best of it. Uh, of sort of whatever you're trying to do so thanks everyone for listening once again and uh have a good weekend i will be back after the raptors play the pistons on sunday